Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time from the Superbook Sports Studios. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Superbook Sports. Go to Superbook.com for terms and conditions. The best odds, odds boosts and promo bets out there can be found at Superbook.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, the Intel Edge you need to succeed. That's what the Ashton team offers you. Go to GaryAshton.com for that Intel Edge. You need to succeed. And True Math Fitness in the Gulch. To get the best version of you, to get your fitness journey started, go to TrueMathFitness.com. They will give you your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident and along with all of their great membership options. True Math Fitness is the best place for you to expand your workout goals. So, uh, quarterbacks, that's the subject of discussion tonight. We had Mark Schofield, uh, one of my friends from SB Nation on the radio show today, and his analysis of the quarterbacks in this draft class I thought was exceptional. We're going to share a little bit of that with you tonight and talk about who the best fits for the Titans at the quarterback position are. I keep, you know, it's nothing but a gut feeling. I haven't heard anything concrete about it, but I keep feeling like they're going to take a quarterback this year whether that's a trade-up, whether that's at 11, or whether that's trading back and trying to land Hendon Hooker, it just feels like the quarterback option is very, very much on the table for this team. So it might as well, since we have two weeks to kill, essentially, more uh, literally less than two weeks uh, now that we are at 8 o'clock Central time, because the NFL draft will be two weeks from today, and that first round will start at about 7 p.m. Central. So less than two weeks away from the NFL draft taking place. And so as you look at all the different quarterback scenarios that are out there, I think it's worth talking about which one fits the Titans the best at this point. We're going to talk about it together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Uh, In the comment section, I need you guys to let me know how you feel about these various quarterback scenarios that are on the table for Tennessee. So, Give me your response. Which quarterback prospect fits the Titans most? It's your Two Rivers Ford take. While you do that, I will remind you that the primetime show is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, where you go for 2023 model year Fords and quality American-made Ford vehicles. There is award-winning customer service that awaits you at Two Rivers Ford. They're the best in the business for 40 years because of it. They can't wait to do business with you into the next 40 years as well. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Which quarterback prospect fits the Titans the most at this point? There's a variety of different ways that I think you can explore this situation. Um, We know that Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, in some form or fashion, we don't know it with 100% certainty, but there is almost a guarantee 
that both of those players will not be available to the Titans when they draft at 11, if they are to stick and pick. The hell, they may not even be available to the Titans uh, at three, given the uh, situation that Carolina and Houston has in front of them. But Houston's less, I mean, it seems like Houston's going to take a quarterback with that second overall selection. It's just a matter of how much is impacted by now Bryce Young looking like he's going to go with the number one overall pick. So it's likely some combination of, well, not a combination, but likely some option between Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and Hendon Hooker. And it's just a matter of where you might take one of those players, whether that's a trade-up for Richardson, whether that's likely Levis at 11, or Hendon Hooker if you wanted to trade back and kind of risk it with him being available later on in the uh, in that draft process. But a lot of interesting teams with, tenuous quarterback situations who could be looking for their QB of the future in hooker. So when you look at all the different options that are available, which one makes the most sense? That was the question that I asked Mark Schofield, uh, the quarterback analysis expert for SB nation. Mark's a good friend of mine. I've been following his work for a long time. SBNation.com is where you read him. And I asked Mark that very question on the radio show today, whether it's people mocking, the Titans as a as a trade up candidate with Arizona, given familiarity with Monty Ossenfort there, or um, sticking and picking at eleven with Levis uh, as as one of the more popular selections for them. Understanding that Hendon Hooker's on a different timeline because of the ACL. If I gave you those three options to select for the local professional football team here, Mark, which do you think makes the most sense based on the traits and the offense that they want to run in Tennessee? I mean, if everything's in a vacuum. I love the idea of Anthony Richardson in Tennessee. Uh, I, I mean, because the athleticism, the potential, the sky's the limit, you know, if he's brought along, handled and developed the right leg. Now the question becomes, you're probably going to have to get to three, you know, and are you willing to give that up? I'd say then, yeah, still do it because, you know, in that kind of offense, he could perhaps be, you know, I want to, you never want to use the word guarantee, but I think you could feel pretty confident you could get, Anthony Richardson to the upper end of his sort of outcome spectrum. Um, you know, now if they decide not to come up, you know, and Will Levis is sort of staring you in the face at 11, you know, you don't have to move up to get him. I think that's something that makes a lot of sense because again, similar, you know, offensive system could work well for him. Now the idea of Hendon Hooker at 11, you know, that kind of causes me a little bit of heartache and heartburn. Um, you know, there are some knocks against Hooker. I think there are rebuttals to all of those arguments. The knee injury, well, medical science is what it is. He's probably going to be ready at the start of the season anyway. I'm not too worried about the knee injury. People point at age. Quarterbacks are playing earlier, so it's not like you're drafting him to sit for three or four years and hold a clipboard. You're going to want to see him play sooner rather than later. And quarterbacks are also playing longer into their careers. And so I think you throw that out the window. I mean, I think the weakest part of his evaluation is perhaps – how does he, you know, how does he develop? How does he evolve? How does he make the leap from the offense he was running under Josh Heifel to what? An- so that is Mark Schofield of SB Nation saying that the Anthony Richardson situation makes the most sense, but he could make the case for all three of those players at this point. Uh, the primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Get the intel edge you need to succeed with the Ashton team. Nobody has better information on the best properties than GaryAshton.com. 
Your dream address without the stress is what they offer you. Get your home in the best position. Put yourself in the best position in this red hot, red hot real estate market with Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of the Nashville Predators, who last I saw were up against the Flames, I believe they were playing uh, at Bridgestone Arena tonight. All right, so Richardson, it's, I think the case that Mark made is the best version of the argument. Anthony Richardson being able to maximize his potential in an offensive system feels like Tennessee would be one of the teams, one of the offensive systems that makes the most sense, right? The skill set that he has, it's a lot harder to do the thing. He makes a lot of the hard shit look easy, right? But he lot he makes a lot of the easy shit look hard. That's kind of the uh, cost-benefit analysis that you are doing with Anthony Richardson in this particular spot. And more importantly, because the trade-up is probably going to be your best option to get them, uh, to get him in this scenario. Levis, I don't know if he's going to be there at 11. I think I would really be surprised to see him fall outside of the top 10, and I know that's only one pick. But still, I think the way that these quarterbacks are being discussed right now any team that's interested in one legitimately is probably going to have to get into the top 10, whether that's the Titans going up to three, whether that's a team trading up to 11 potentially and the Titans moving back, which still gives them the option theoretically to draft Hendon hooker. I think there's a lot of options on the table that makes sense, but I do think that if you wanted to take the highest risk, highest reward outcome here, Man, the Anthony Richardson scenario is a fun one to imagine. It's just whether they have the necessary skills, tools, and uh, basically support system around him to bring a player like that in behind Ryan Tannehill this year. We'll see what happens with the quarterback draft, but I think it's going to be very, very interesting to see. Big Dog says Stroud is going to be the next Joe Burrow. Um, well, that's unfortunate for you if that's the case, because he's probably going to end up as a Houston Texan. Uh, Bjorn two says Kelly isn't Dayball. How are we sure he can develop him into a Josh Allen type? Well, we're not right. I mean, nobody was sure that Brian Dayball could get Josh Allen into the, um, the best version of Josh Allen that we've seen so far. And he was able to do so. Very, very well. In fact, parlayed that into head coaching job. Now, it's not like Josh Allen has fallen off the face of the earth without Brian Dayball, but you're right. To have that support system, to have somebody who uh, Josh Allen regards as being very much involved in him achieving the success that he's been able to achieve, achieve at this point, I don't know that Charles London, who is the Titans quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator, I don't know that Tim Kelly... Um, is going to be able to do that as well. I will say that Tim Kelly got the best possible version of Davis Mills that we have seen. He got the best possible version of Deshaun Watson that we have seen. So let's not discount Tim Kelly just because he hasn't done it here. Um, like I said, Charles London figures to be one of the most important people. In fact, I'm probably going to write this uh, at A to Z. Hell, this is probably a whole nother primetime show. But Charles London factors or figures to be one of the most pivotal figures in the Titans 2023 season. The new quarterbacks coach and passing game coordinator who is going to be tasked with either trying to salvage Malik Willis or 
developing a young quarterback who's coming into this situation. Jonathan Anderson says, I'm telling y'all, Stetson is the guy. You know, it might it might be so, Jonathan. Um, it might very well be so, but there is far more reason to doubt Stetson Bennett than it is than there is any of the other five quarterback prospects. Um, so we'll see how Stetson Bennett um manages the NFL and and whether that ends up uh ends up coming to fruition or not. Maybe a team will get a great value with Stetson Bennett probably on day three of the NFL draft. Uh, So let's move on and let's talk about what's up next, what the priority should be for the Titans general manager. That's the question that we're asking you guys. What's the next priority on Rand Carthon's off-season checklist? We will get into that together right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the wonderful people at Superbook Sports. Baseball season is upon us and there's no better place to get in on the action than the Superbook Sports app. So download it today and don't miss a minute this spring, whether that's the postseason hockey and basketball. You can make it all count at this time of year with Superbook Sports. It's the best wagering app around with a direct line to experienced bookmakers behind the counter in Las Vegas. Plus, you get a $250 bonus when you sign up, deposit, and wager in the same day. So don't let spring pass you by without winning money with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. So what's the next priority on Rand Carthon's checklist as you see it at this stage? We know that the uh, we know that the quarterback situation is a big deal, but is that the priority? Um, you know, I think that trying to figure out this team's competitiveness borders on or factors one position in far more than the others. But I do think you cannot discount the importance of trying to figure out the quarterback position right now with Ryan Tannehill on an expiring deal. I do like the idea of them maneuvering up in this draft to get Anthony Richardson, the more that I think about it. Now, I think you could easily make the case that it's not the top priority that lies in front of Rand Carthon at this point. But I think you could also make the argument that it's pretty damn important to figure out what you have in your quarterback room moving forward before this 2023 season obviously starts. Because you never know. You never know. And what teams have benefited from doing their homework on quarterbacks. You don't know who's going to fall to you. We have no idea if Will Levis is going to go three or, you know, with a trade or four or further into the draft or if a team like... Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to come up and trade. For, there's a lot we don't know. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, unless you are 1 million percent sure that you have a quarterback that is better than all of the other quarterbacks drafted, you owe it to yourself to do your homework. So that is what's going on now. Will Levis, a Kentucky quarterback, in Atlanta today on a top 30 visit. And they are going to take a look. And we will see, of course, what ends up happening. Somewhat similar situation Anthony Richardson, one of the other top quarterbacks of this draft, the Florida quarterback who put on such a show at the Combine and at his pro day. He spent yesterday with the Indianapolis Colts. They have the, they have the number four overall pick, which certainly be interesting. If new coach Shane Steichen ends up coaching him after coaching Jalen Hurts. Anyway, Richardson now goes home for the weekend and visits the Tennessee Titans on So that's Ian Rappaport talking about the quarterback situation. I do think that prioritizing what their solution at quarterback moving forward does take precedent, but I could easily hear the argument for a wide receiver. Now that wide receiver is likely to come in this, uh, in this upcoming draft, that 
primary solution, right? Otherwise, it's them interviewing the likes of Chris Moore or uh, working out the likes of Chris Moore. Interviewing is funny to think about a, a former NFL or a current NFL wide receiver walking in in a you know a button up and a tie with a briefcase for an interview into Mike Vrabel's office. Office makes me laugh, but. Free agency, we know what the the current wide receiver situation looks like. It's not going to change your offense one way or the other. The draft is the most likely place to do it. I could very easily hear the arguments for offensive line, as Jacob Ray says, still not sold on what we have. You shouldn't be. There's nothing about what you've added that is a definitive known commodity for this football team moving forward. I have no idea what to make of Andre Dillard as a left tackle. Don't know what Daniel Brunskill is going to do at whatever position they ultimately end up playing him at, whether that's right guard or left guard, most likely at this stage. But I think that the quarterback prioritization is first and foremost, because that's the most important position. You're going to have a lot of opportunities to take a crack at a few of them in this upcoming draft. What they feel about this upcoming draft class and specifically the quarterbacks in it, we'll know a lot more in two weeks from today. Uh, B French says, I tell you what, I believe that Marvin Harrison Jr. is almost worth having a bad season for this upcoming year. You could certainly make the case for that. Titan Fox says, I'd take Levis over Richardson if Rand is sold on a non-top two quarterback. Well, it's just, it's not as clean as I think we all want to make it because Richardson is a bigger unknown, but The disparity between Will Levis on tape in 2021 and 2022 is flat out dumbfounding. Now, again, there is there are injuries that need to be accounted for in the discussions around Will Levis particular. There is a talent drop off that he had from the roster around him in 21 to 22 that also needs to be assessed. But there are things fundamentally about that player that I'm not I'm not necessarily sold on. you know, I think it's entirely possible that Will Levis turns out to be somebody like Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz has had successful NFL seasons, but I think if anybody told you that you'd be drafting the next Carson Wentz, that would not entice you. Now, Anthony Richardson could be that too. Anthony Richardson could be could have less of a career than Carson Wentz has had at this point. At least Carson Wentz is still getting jobs. Well, actually, Carson Wentz is not on the roster right now, so I can't say that he's still getting jobs. But uh, there is a uh, you know these are the and these are the risks that you run now. Carson Wentz is a uh, second overall pick. I think Goff went first in that 2017, no, 18 NFL draft. Whichever draft Conklin was in, I think that was 16, um, where Goff and Wentz went one and two. But, you know, he hasn't been a successful quarterback by, I think, your conventional standards, but he has lasted a good deal of time in the league at this stage. Um that's not what you want from a guy that you're taking in the first round of the quarterback position though. And they need to figure out their starter probably for the next, at least six to eight seasons. If they're going to get in on these guys at this point. All right, let's do a weekend bounce back. Who in sports needs to bounce back the most this week. We'll talk about it together uh, in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. You guys give me your submissions and I will tell you that the primetime show is made possible by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch, a new way to work out, the best way to work out to get the best version of yourself. So many of us deal with situations where you get a little off of your game, where it comes to keeping your fitness right, where it comes to sticking 
consistently with your workout plan. Every one of us has setbacks or even, you know, struggling to get going for the first time if you're somebody who's not been working out on a regular basis. This is something I can totally identify with. I'm sure so many of you guys can too. At True Math Fitness, they make it easy for you to get back in the swing of things. Now, the classes are not what I would describe necessarily as easy. They're going to push you, but you're going to achieve your fitness goals in a way that's safe, secure, and fun. I really enjoy the coaching staff there. I really enjoy the workout plans that they put together. I know you will too if you're somebody who, like me, was trying to get themselves better. I honestly, it's the best physically I've felt. Um, you know, not the appeal to my vanities, but it's the best physically that I've looked in my entire life. TrueMathFitness.com has the options for you to sign up for any number of memberships or if you want to try it for yourself. TrueMathFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Maybe I'll see you guys at a class coming up. All right. <laughs> I see you, Bert, back there with the thumbs down. No, I, I'm going to drag your ass to a TrueMath class, and then we'll uh, we'll see how much shit you're talking. Uh, so AR is nothing, says Kevin Berkner, but a track NFL Combine stat favorite. He sucked at Florida. Well, I don't think he sucked at Florida, but he definitely didn't see the college production that I think he would have liked to. Um, meanwhile, who needs to bounce back in sports this week? It's the, uh, weekend bounce back that we do each and every week. That Bengals offensive lineman that said F Nashville on the Pat McAfee show. Oh, I didn't see that clip. Um, I have not, uh, I know that the Bengals do not like, uh, I know what was it? Ted Karras who was on, uh, who was in that game flipping people, the bird while he walked to the tunnel after beating the Titans here in Nashville this past regular season. Um, big dog says, he says the Titans need to bounce back at this point. Chris Frazier says Burks needs to bounce back. I think Traylon's fine as far as I know, so I'm not sure what he needs to bounce back from. B-Friend says, when can we see a Buck workout video again? Uh, hmm. Well, you can see it in person if you go to True Math. <laughs> you don't need, a, don't need a camera for that. I don't know. I'd, uh, I, haven't, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I don't request those things of the people that I uh, work out with, but um, you know, maybe if, it's, uh, if there's some comedy to be found there, I can work something out. No, the commanders, uh, the commanders, I don't think the commanders need to bounce back. In fact, I think the commanders have just bounced back because they're freed from the tyranny of Daniel Snyder, according to reports. This from Ian Rappaport earlier today. Yeah, some major news out of Washington for the Washington commanders. At long last, a new owner appears to be on the way. Here is where it stands in an incredibly eventful day for Washington, for the entire area. And as the mayor of D.C. just tweeted right now, let's win. Let me explain what I'm talking about. Sources say that Josh Harris, the Devils and 76ers owner, has reached an agreement with Dan Snyder for Harris and his group, which also includes Magic Johnson, by the way, uh, an agreement for him to buy the commanders for $6.05 billion. That's $6.05 billion, a record uh, for the NFL, the highest uh, purchase price for a team. Now, first of all, some caveats. This is not exclusive, so theoretically, someone else could come in and bid higher, although they've been going through this uh, for many, many months now. Presumably, all the best bids are on the table. It is not signed, so it is not final, but assuming all goes well, Josh Harris is, in fact, expected to be the new owner of the Commanders. Now, timing-wise, first of all, this would have to be submitted by Dan Snyder to the NFL he would have to be officially approved by the NFL and by its owners. That could potentially happen in a May owners meeting in Minnesota. That would also be 
a big day for the Washington Commanders. The NFL has not commented. The Commanders have not commented. And Josh Harris has also not commented. But sources have said very clearly this is expected to happen, barring some sort of snag. So the day that, I think it's safe to say, Commanders fans have been waiting for is here. They're trying to legitimately organize a parade for Daniel Snyder selling the team. He's been... I mean, James Dolan gets brought up, the Knicks owner, uh, as one of the worst owners in sports. Um, I'm trying to think of a bad uh, – the Haslams uh, in, in the NFL get brought up as bad ownership groups uh, in sports. But, man, Daniel Snyder is, I mean, allegedly a pretty shitty human being <laughs> on top of being a terrible NFL owner. And while, you know, he's certainly not going to get any justice in this situation because he's getting a $6.05 billion payday, man, Snyder, uh, Snyder just cashed out and so did the Washington Commanders fans. It's huge. Daniel Barham, Barham or Barham, however you pronounce it, says, good God, that's a long comment. Uh, Don't think getting Snyder's out will fix it. No, only if the NFL far left companies get out too put things back the way that the hail to the Redskins diehard fans want it. If not, it won't change the problem of no fans, no money. Since my earlier years being a Redskins fan, sad how woke and junk they are now, how they will go and tear up history and rewrite it, end up trying to use Gibbs and the hogs days to try and rope us diehards back uh, for money. Uh, and you know, the comment is obviously too long to cut off now, like, I don't know about woke and all this other, uh, I, I largely think the words getting tossed around like woke are just dumb shit. Like, I, I don't, I don't even, what does that mean? <laughs> what, what does that mean? Because they can't use a racial slur as the name anymore. I mean, whatever, <laughs> like if that's the reason that you want to go, uh, now listen, that's got brand equity. It really is one of the most famous NFL franchises. And I, I get what he's saying without, like, the woke and far left or whatever. Like, I don't care about any of that shit. Um, but I think that uh, I think that it doesn't matter what they call the damn team as long as they win football games. Like, none of this, none of, none of this matters if you are just watching football. None of that matters. Um I think that the uh, I think that they could call it, I mean they called it literally the Washington football team and it's not because the the name was bad that people didn't show up it's because the team is terrible and it's poorly run <laughs> like there's just nothing there that about the name now listen I'm of a younger generation obviously like Joe Gibbs and the Hogs does not does not resonate with me I know plenty of people in my life um, I used to live in Alexandria, Virginia. My mom worked in uh, in uh, in Washington D.C. on Capitol Hill for many, many years. She's not a sports fan, but like that that city is a football city. So you are absolutely correct that the mismanagement of it um, has driven a lot of the diehards off. Moving the thing out to Landover, Maryland, has driven a lot. There's a there's plenty of reasons why that franchise is failing beyond changing the name like the name is just a thing that people want to fight over and I really think there's I don't I can't say that there's no value in it because there's obviously inherent value in licensing and franchising and branding all these different things um but not so much so that it's denigrated the Dan Snyder bought that for 750 million dollars today it is worth 605 6.05 billion so changing the name hasn't denigrated the value of the franchise 
iron. If they win football games, people will come back. If they don't, nobody's going to care. That's the way that these things work. Not about woke or name changes or whatever. It, like, if the Chiefs, right? Because the 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 Chiefs are probably the next one on this on this list that are going to have to um, maneuver around the situation, particularly the usage of that of that nickname. The Chiefs are probably the next one on the chopping block. And if the Chiefs have to change their name, people are going to bitch. People are going to moan. And ultimately, if Patrick Mahomes wins another Super Bowl, they're not going to care what they call the team. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, let's uh, wrap it up on this Thursday night. Appreciate you guys spending your time with us, as always, Sunday through Thursdays when we do the primetime show. Thank you guys for, uh, for making it fun. Always enjoy hanging out uh, Sunday through Thursday night, as I mentioned. Radio show tomorrow, we will have Blake Topmeyer. He covers the entire SEC as the SEC columnist for USA Today Sports. And we will also have Coach Mack. We'll talk about running backs in this upcoming NFL draft with uh, Coach Mack tomorrow at 1120. So I hope you guys hang out with us then. 10 a.m. is when we get started on 104.5 The Zone. If not, have a fantastic weekend. And I will see you Sunday night on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Are you surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.